Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Hello, Chris. I'm so excited to be here with you. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation to play along. I love yeah. your background. Oh, thank and, you. And I love your top, too. That's a great color. <laughs> That's Ricky. That's Rick. Do you know? I don't suspect it. If I say the name Ricky Fowler, would you by any chance know who that is? He's a famous golfer. And certain golfers, certain pro golfers, uh, have a certain wardrobe that they wear on Sundays because Sundays are the final rounds of the tournament. Okay. So it's, if you make it to Sunday, it's a big deal. So they dress like Tiger Woods always wore a red shirt. Well, wears okay. red shirt, black pants. Uh, but Ricky Fowler, he used to, he used to wear on Sundays, Orange on orange with an orange hat. All orange, like a damn popsicle. Wow. <laughs> okay. A creamsicle. <laughs> it's exactly right. That's exactly right. Creamsicle. Ricky's That's creamsicle. the color. <laughs> uh, he's As he's matured, he still sticks with orange, but it ain't orange on orange on orange. It's like okay. orange on white pants. So That's a nice mix, too. Yeah. I don't have That's on white pants look. now. That's a good look. I like it. Thank you. You're welcome. So... You know what? You know what today is? I do. You so, do? I know exactly what day it is, but I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> it's the best damn day of my life. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Well, there's no reason. Well, there could be. Okay. So, for example. Okay. So, um, so that's a ritual that I started practicing probably two years ago now. And, and, and what the ritual is, is in the morning... When I wake up, I choose, I make an actual conscious choice to have it be true that this is the best damn day of my life. So on my bathroom mirror, I have written in dry erase, uh, hashtag B-D-D-O-M-L, best damn day of my life. As a reminder, I sometimes I, I, I don't need to, sometimes I beat it to that, but it's good to have that there in the mirror in case I don't recall or remember to do that. Um, and I started that, that ritual, that practice, because of what you just said. I agree. It's like there really is no reason that it couldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's not like it should be, or it sure as hell isn't like it needs to be. But it could be, all right? Like my condition, our, the conditioning of our past that governs us would have us wait. One of my favorite mantras is create the state, don't wait. Mm-hmm. And the number one mistake that I've observed people making in my entire career, uh, which is uh, it's always been about helping people have their lives on their terms, is putting unnecessary time between themselves and being who they want to be and having what they want to have and doing what they want to do. So in other words, waiting. Yeah. Right. We've been conditioned to wait, like wait for acknowledgement to feel like uh, you're the best in class at what you do. Waiting for a certain amount of um, dollars in your savings before you feel not even successful, just like financially safe. You know, waiting, title, waiting for a win when I was working with athletes, waiting for a win before you feel like you're, you know, belong with the best and all that stuff. So create the state, don't wait. So I decided to stop waiting to see, like, stop, like, what do I really need Something unusually spectacular to occur in my day before I can say, you know what? Today's the best day of my life. Do I really need to wait for that? And the answer is no. So I started experimenting with altering my state. First thing to have it to to have it be true. And some days like today, it's today. It was not easy. What happened? Nothing happened. It didn't like have a bad dream. There's no unpleasant things going on in my world. I, for whatever combinations or reasons, which I don't even need to hypothesize on this morning, I was just like, you know, does it really need to be? Does it really need to be the best day of my life? And my answer to myself was no, it doesn't. I don't ever want this practice to become some kind of weird, fake, obligatory bullshit. You know, 
it was always going to be a get to. So I'll, I'll blow it off. So I actually started to blow it off. Wow. Yeah, I started to blow it off. And then, but then I had the thought right after that, which is, well, why don't you just experiment with it? Mm-hmm. You know, just, just like experiment with it. I'm just like brushing my teeth. I'm looking at the BDD on I go, well, all right, could it be? It doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. My, my life is just fine without having every day need to be the damn best damn. But if it's an available option. Why not? Uh, that guy agrees. I know. I can hear him. He's, like, he's all revved up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Best damn day. Come on. Get your- <laughs> I love that you were honest about that. Thank you for sharing that with us because, you know, it, it would be easy to, to look at you um, and be like, well, you're a mental toughness coach and you have all these mantras and cool shirts and cool sayings and, you know, um, look at you, you've got it all together. And it's so great that you're letting us know that you create your way of being. Oh, yeah, I create, tr- I mean, I still create tons of suffering for myself and I tons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an exaggeration, but I still create <laughs> unnecessary suffering. I still complain multiple times a day. I still have unskillful auto responses to life, but I'm always in the practice. Like I'm never not in the practice of self-inquiry. It is a perpet like there was a new one of my newest mantras is no seconds off. Hmm. I take no seconds off of being. I, I exist in a perpetual state of self-inquiry. Meaning I'm asking myself questions like, how am I feeling right now? Do I agree with it? Could it use a little love? You know, is there room for an upgrade? Do I want that? Or am I choosing this? You know, like how are the quality of my thoughts in this moment as measured by my emotions? Are they serving me? And and that's a fun practice. It's a powerful practice. It is. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering because like as I'm listening to you, this your everyday practice sounds like my uh Terrific Thursday practice. Yeah. I don't know about it. Can you tell me? I can. So yeah. my, so like every day has a theme. And uh-huh. so on Thursdays, it's terrific Thursday. Okay. Same kind of thing. And I wake up in the morning and I'm like, wait, it's Thursday. It's terrific Thursday. I can choose my vibration, my frequency. Right. And that gives me choices. So it doesn't have to be like the best day of my life, but it could be like, one day could be gratitude. Another Thursday, it could be joy. You know, just I pick different vibrations and frequencies. So, well, so, so what just really stands out for me from that is, is when you say I pick. So that's choice. Mm-hmm. And the, a huge part of the conditioning of our past that results in us unnecessarily settling, struggling, or suffering is being conditioned to forget that we have that choice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, and being and being conditioned to believe that the outer world in fact governs the inner world, whereas it's backwards. That's backwards. And another yeah. the mantra for that is the outer world is a reflection of the, the inner world. Right. So what I've got going on in my life is a direct reflection of what I've got going on in my mind. So if I got chaos in my life, it's because I have chaos in my mind. If I have abundance in my life, it's because I have abundance in my mind. If I have both, it's because which is most often the case for us is we have both. Yeah. Right. But I love that you're making choices. So what's the one for Monday? Oh, mindful, mindful mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah. Cool. And it's with, it's two L's. So it's mine. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. But it's the same concept still, right? It's not mindful of crap. It's like mindful, like of what I want it to be full of. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like high vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my dear friend, mentor, soul sister, former business partner, colleague, former client of Steve Hardison's. Um, she and I started our business together, our sports psychology practice back in the day called Head Games. Doc Alley um, has been a healer in my world. And I've learned a lot of things from Dr. Allison Arnold or Doc Alley. Right. And um, do you know of Doc Alley? We, I feel like we had this convers. We started to have this conversation before, uh, yeah. Um, but we didn't finish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've interviewed her a couple times for pod- for my podcast, but uh, among a million other things, she taught me that we are always either 
polluting or purifying the environment with our vibes. Another way of saying it is we are always purifying or polluting the environment with our the quality of our thinking because our thinking then translates into vibrational expressions. That's not like weird foo-foo nonsense. That's science. You know, there's, I mean, they're machines. They're machines, literally machines that measure that stuff. That stuff being the vibration of our thinking. Right. So it's like when people say, oh, I, uh, you know what? I get a bad vibe from that guy. Yeah. They, they think they're being metaphorical and they're, in fact, being totally literal. Yeah. There's yeah. a machine called a magnef- magnetoencephalograph. Okay. And this big old device that like they lower down over your head and it's like three feet away from your cranium all around you, 360. And what it's doing is simply picking up your emissions. Hmm. And, it's, and, they'll, they'll, and then of course, like the scientists will t- like give you stimulus. They'll give you a picture of like some horrific thing and then they measure the difference in the vibe. And then they'll you know say something beautiful, a memory of yours that's lovely. And then they'll measure the all, you know, the, the change in the frequency of the vibration, which is created simply by the way you are choosing to think in the moment. And that, Cordelia, by the way, is something that we most of us haven't had training in, is how to intend. Like, we all had gym class. Yeah. Everybody had gym. Phys ed, which is good. Yeah. Physical, educa- being educated on the value of being physical, physically active. That's good. But it could have been followed up with um, emotional mastery or like mental ed. Yeah. Which is like, hey, kids. uh, All right. So everybody right now, do whatever you need to do to create the state of jealousy. Go. Stop. Now, everybody, uh, kids, do whatever you got to do in your mind to create the state of bliss. Go. (laughs) You know, teach us to do that. that. We can alter our states rapidly. On purpose. Well, since we didn't have that, Chris, how does that work? Like, I'm pretty sure there's that one listener that's like, okay, whatever you guys are talking about sounds really cool, but how do I make every day the best damn day of my life? All right. So like everything else in the world, uh, I, I believe everything else, like developing mastery at anything takes practice, 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 practice. Right. And um, so I'll just tell you a story as my response. At least one, maybe two. Once, well, well, this whole podcast was inspired by Mr. Harrison. So let's make a story, tell a story about him. Why don't we? Seems appropriate. I think it's a great idea. Seems appropriate. <laughs> this is a story is about a year old. And I've told it probably a hundred thousand million times this past year. Because it's really good for exactly what we're discussing here. All right. So Steve takes one of his summer trips. You know, he, picks a, a, a state, a town in a neighboring state, and loads up his little Porsche with a whole bunch of books and presents and all kinds of gifts and stuff that he knows he's going to be giving away to the people that, the, the new humans that he's about to go meet and interact with and co-create miracles with and inspire and love. And, and that's cool, right? And he documents it very well. Many people listening or watching are probably very familiar with this. They may already know the story I'm about to tell. And, and, I, and, and if you do, it's cool. Listen to the story from, from this perspective, from this it's like unique perspective, because you don't know my version of the story. So uh, Steve, last year, he picked Santa Monica, California. So he drove over to Santa Monica and, you know, and he co-created the miracles, right? All kinds of beautiful things, starting with the bellman. As soon as he pulled up to the resort that he was staying at, probably spent an hour under the portico learning these guys' names and their lives and giving them gifts and taking pictures and posts on Facebook. Probably didn't get to his room for two hours after he pulled the hell up to the damn hotel. So that's the way it is, right? It's just any documents. He's so good. Steve, you you are really, you have crushed social. You have crushed (laughs) social. Facebook and Instagram, killing it. So it's like watching this beautiful, uh, like a a really beautiful reality TV show, right? So it goes on for six days, all this goodness, millions of beautiful stories. But the reason I'm telling the story aren't any of those right now. The, the relevant piece is on his way home. So he makes a final post. And last year he called this trip the Top Hat Tour. Mm-hmm. And he just said, just, you know, he's got a top hat. I don't know if there was any other reason other than just fun. But anyway, just, you know, Top Hat Tour complete. And now he's like, I get to go home and. Oh, my God, I go see my girlfriend who I miss terribly. She, oh, by the way, happens to be my wife, Amy. I love you so much, honey. I'm on my way home. See you in a few hours. So it's like, nice. 
And then uh, a couple hours later, though, he makes another post. And he says, Top Hat Tour, apparently not complete yet. I get to create more miracles. Now, I don't know. So I don't know if that's exactly what he wrote, but that's the vibe. Hmm. Right. You can probably go back on his Facebook page and, and look at exactly what he wrote. But it's like not apparently not over yet. I get to go create more miracles, more magic. And he's like, I guess so. He's like, I'm out here. I have a flat tire. I have a flat tire. So but before I go any further with this, I want everyone, I want to invite everybody that's watching or listening to pay attention to your responses, to your auto responses, to the details I'm about to share. The whole reason I'm telling the story right now, watch your auto. So Steve gets a damn flat tire. He's in his little Porsche. It doesn't have a spare. He's 120 miles out from home in the middle of the damn desert in summer. It's 120 degrees. Watch your responses. Just check them. Just check them. Just notice with lightheartedness. Always do with lightheartedness. If it ain't light, it ain't right. <laughs> so, uh, so he, re- he, he, he makes his post and says, I get to create more miracles. I get to call Porsche roadside assistance and make that person, whoever answers the phone, and make their day. And when he calls and the woman answers the phone and he's all amped up. And she's like, <laughs> bro, you okay, man? You're, you're hitting the, you're on. And, and he's like, I am on drugs. Yes, I'm a dopamine and serotonin. I'm sure I'm making that shit up. But, uh, <laughs> but it's true, though, you know. It's true, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we need to talk about this, show, by the way, at some point during this conversation. Yeah, that's happening. So, okay, good. So, um. You know, he makes her day and he's like, so what are we going to do? Like, what do we, what do we want? What should we do? And she's like, she's like, man, I wish I would get calls like this. I like, can imagine her, that woman, like her job is to answer calls f- f- right from people who are in the middle of circumstances where probably 99.999% of the time they're responding completely differently than this guy, Steve Hardison is on the phone. So she's like, wow, how refreshing is this deal? Right. And she says, well, we're going to call up Marcus. I don't remember the guy's name. And um, he's going to drive a flatbed out. And he's going to pick up your car and you and drive you back. And Steve's like, oh, man, Marcus, holy, he's about to have the ride of his life. And he doesn't even know it. <laughs> you know, and in typical Steve fashion, you know, and she's like, man. So sure enough, that happens. <laughs> right. And, and, and there's all the miracles that were co-created. Like he really did. I mean, that's like a be with session. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Like delete that. That's bullshit. It is. <laughs> yes. In a cab of a truck for two hours. That, that's that's a be with session. It is. So you know, our boy's life was changed. You know, it was beautiful, right? But I'm still not even telling the story for all that. I, I hear the story, I read the story, and, I, and I, so I'm. Sh- of course, I'm sharing that story a lot. I'm like, this is some fresh content, right? Of like, that's what we're working towards, folks. Yeah. The ability to respond. So strengthening your response dash ability so that you can choose your word, a mindful with two L's response to life so that we can get faster to the creation of excellence, which is all that we're designed to do and have freaking fun doing it. Stop feeling shitty about life. So uh, so I'm telling the story. And yeah. this is a great story of what we're all working towards here with this whole mental toughness junk. And but then like, I told the story. So I was telling it on stages and keynotes and stuff. And of course, I'm using it in my well, like on podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. and in my coaching. But I had the thought, Cordelia, I had a thought like CD. I was telling myself, are you like are you conveniently filling in some blanks here for the sake of a great story? Well, let's go clarify. I mean, <laughs> I know the guy. Yeah. So, so I call him up and I call him Admiral and he calls me Boatness. That's a story for another day. This is my document. Boatness. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm like, Admiral, I'm telling your flat tire story, but I want to make sure I'm telling it accurately. So can I ask you some clarification questions too, to be precise? He goes, yeah, go ahead, Boatness. So one, honest to God, how long did it take for you to seriously get enthused after you discovered that you're getting a flat tire because there's a little notification comes up on the dashboard uh, that you're getting a flat tire in the middle of the desert with no spare and 120 degree heat. And he goes, none time. None time. <laughs> I, I want, I want that. I want yeah. none time for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that could be, that could be none time, none time. We have to probably be careful with that Catholics. 
So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got a way. O N E to be clear. So, so I said, okay, good, good. Second and final clarification question: How are you able to do that? And he said, years and years of practice. I said, perfect, man. Thank you. I'm telling the story perfectly accurately. Love you. Bye. So that's the answer, right? So that's the beginning of the answer because now the, the actual question still remains. What are you talking Practicing what? Yeah. Practicing what? Yeah. Practicing paying damn attention. Practicing being in a perpetual state of self-inquiry. Watching. So the reason I asked during the story to pay attention to your responses because they probably a boatload of people watching or listening to this had all the responses. You kind of didn't say it the first time you saw the story or heard the story. Yeah. Right? It was like, oh, man. Right. So I tell the story on purpose to make it sound like it's a problem, but it doesn't sound like I'm trying because it's just the way most people tell the story because everybody's in agreement that that sucks, that that yeah. circumstance sucks. Right. So recently I was doing a gig for a company that I work with and we were doing a, a workshop and, and Scott's still here. And, and I told the story and I was telling the story just like I just did saying, yeah, so it's 120 degrees. I got no spare. Right? So I'm telling like that. Yeah. And, and, and there's one guy over to my left. He goes, oh, I go, hold that. Thank you. Yes. Because you ain't the only one that's real good doing that. You just did it out loud. <laughs> so it's like capture that. That's what we're here working on. So the practicing what? That paying attention to that. Watching your auto responses. The unpremed mind less rehearsed, therefore, auto responses, low grade auto responses to life and challenging them and replacing them with something that you prefer. With a response, strengthening your response dash ability. So now I don't, I, I don't like go selling. Like enthusiasm is the way that you are supposed to respond to a flat tire, but it's a way you could if you practice. It's on the menu of frequencies. We talked about that earlier. <laughs> no, it's on the menu, but you can't pick it. You can't even see it. When you're in the brainwashed nature of the state of, oh, shit, which is what you've been practicing. This sucks. So here's a, here's a good takeaway. When um, this sucks is a very popular phrase, okay? Just th- pay attention to how often you say it to yourself throughout mm-hmm. the day, okay? And, and, and add, uh, adjust it. Okay, so it'll be like this. Oh, sucks. Like I'll go to the fridge and like I was gonna make coffee and I'm, I forgot to pick up a new coffee grind, so I'm out of coffee. Oh, it sucks. Then go. Unless it doesn't, just that, just that. It sucks unless it doesn't. Or you could also say, "Isn't this great? I get to go on it." Okay, so you can go there. Yeah. Right, but and that's but that's you. That's an option. And you that's can practice, be. yeah. But what I'm saying, unless it doesn't, is to... Yeah, that's instant. Stop, stop it. Stop the old shit. Stop the old automatic crap. Now, when you stop the old mindless auto response, oh, it sucks. You didn't choose that. Mm-hmm. That occurred naturally, or I'm sorry, instantly and effortlessly, automatically, simply because you've rehearsed it so much over time yeah. that that has become the habit, which is a good, that's good news. Is that that's a thing that like we are habit form. We can create habits, but the question is the habit serving you. So when I go, this sucks. I have never known that to serve me. Right. So I'm going to interrupt it, right? Start to break the neural pattern, right? Which is literally reconstituting our neural network. Like literally our, we are reconstituting our physiology and our brains. Literally. Yeah. It's neurosurgery. It's not invasive neurosurgery. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I like saying that too. Uh, right, it's, and like, it's accurate. It's very true. And, and yeah. you know, it's funny because I didn't want to interrupt you when you were telling the story, but that's exactly what um, the practice uh, does. It reprograms your muscle memory and your neuroprogramming. Um, and we like to think it's with our actions, but it really begins with our words. NLP. Yeah. Neuro-linguistic programming or re-programming. Yeah, right. So that's so to, so to be perfectly clear before, pardon me, before we move on, because your question is so profoundly important that I want to make sure that we're really giving everybody a super specific clarity 
on the, the actual practical, simple, profound, what is this practice? Yeah, simply paying attention to your shitty auto responses to life. Yeah. Like I read somewhere that um, they did a scientific research study on the frequency with which humans complain. I don't even know how you would measure that. That's really fascinating to me. The same way that they measure everything else with the thing, right? With bio, yeah, right, with yeah. biofeedback. I, I presume it's with bio, well, well no, because you because like, well, anyway, here's what it is. Mm-hmm. They, so the answer, how often do we complain? On average, humans complain once every 11 seconds. So, wow. I mean, unless like somebody's walking around with like biofeedback devices and just walking through life and then just targeting when it goes, you know, whatever. I, I just want to assume that that's accurate. Yeah. I want to operate from the assumption that they are correct and that I do, in fact, have a problem with reality that frequently. For the sake of thoroughness, let's just assume they're right. Okay. And then start catching those auto responses like, oh, that sucks. Unless it doesn't. And then if you want to go from there, you can. If you want to go, well, what can we create from this? Or, or here's one. Here's another possibility. The problem is the gift. Yeah, I love that. The problem is the gift if you'll have it be. Hmm. Right, the pro- it's really the problem can be the gift. Like Steve's flat tire. Problem? Gift. Yeah, but we've been taught problem. He, he got to ride in a big truck with a new person. <laughs> got to. You know? And got to make that person's day. Like, look at it like a child. Like, oh, more adventure. Yeah. We, we have that available option all day, every day. To all, always. Does his car have a name? Oh, what a great question. I, I sure don't. I bet it does. I bet I it know. does. My car has a name. Oh. So I, I was oh, thinking, right. and then his car got a ride, too. <laughs> you know? Well, Steve, I'm, of course, Steve's watching or listening. What's the name of your car, man? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I love the way you answered my question, though, because you know what the notes are that I wrote down? I put master class in changing your shitty state of thinking. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really what you just did, you know? So thank you for. So let me tell a backup story to that, okay? Okay. Because this is, because like, okay, so that's like, that's a story of someone who has put in decades, decades of the practice, decades, decades daily, right? You know, he goes for his, Steve goes for his morning walks and he listens and he's filling his brain. He's filling his brain with lots of stuff like this. (laughs) Like our podcast. (laughs) Yep. And with his declaration, right? With his personal commitment. Um, and he is constantly making sure he's pro he's programming yeah. his mind so that he is able to choose to respond to life skillfully, according to him, whatever is skillful to him. It's his call. He can do it his right the way he chooses to. So I went to my refrigerator. This happened like a few months ago. Maybe it's close. It doesn't matter what happened, but it was, uh, I, I went to the kitchen and I noticed that the, I opened the fridge and it's like all sweaty, you know, like, Oh, there's something's wrong here. It's not working. Like all drippy, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel stuff. I'm like, Oh, it's not cold or it's getting not cold, but I caught it. So watch your response. Watch your responses again. Yeah. I was just thinking. Your eyes just went up. So just yeah. watch. So you're not so good way to be transparent because what that's the practice. As I tell the story, it's a fun, it's a pretty funny story. Uh, watch your auto responses and examine them. That is the work. Hmm. Okay. So all predicated upon your ability to introspect, to uh, inquire, self-inquire, inner world examination, become a curious observer of the activity of your mind. Okay. So um, I'm like, okay, so the fridge is, is breaking. And I actually was cool with my response. I'm like, you know, 17 years, maybe more. It's like, the thing is, pay, you know, it's nice. Thank you for your service. <laughs> uh, plus, I caught everything. You know, I just put a whole bunch of new steaks in the freezer that I got. And uh, like really nice steaks. And um, so everything was cool because I have, I have a spare fridge in a garage. Oh. So everything, it's just, you know, it's like, and I have a, a, um, a what you call it, the home warranty policy, you know. So everything's fine. I just call him up and, you know, and the guy comes. In. So I put the food out into the other fridge. I didn't lose anything. 
And um, and I call the warranty. Dude comes out, big dude, huge, bigger than you, really. This guy is massive, and he uh, was cool. He's this dude from Poland, and we just had a great rap session. I stayed in the kitchen the whole time, just rapping, you know, chatting it up with him. He was telling me stories about how he met his wife on like a cruise ship and stuff, and you know, all this. And I ended up giving him a copy of the Daily Dose book. It was just, it was nice. It was a, it was a good deal. You know, it was a good time. Yeah. So I probably gave him a shirt. And um, and off he went, and everything's cool. So four days later, it's a Monday morning, and it's one of those Monday mornings. You know, Devin Bandison is working with Steve Hardison, right, for a second year now. And when Devin comes out from New York, he stays at my house, uh, which is what a luxury and privilege it is for me to be able to be around that amazing spirit. And he's, you know, he's my brother. So I go into the kitchen on Monday. I wake up, I go straight into the kitchen because what I do is first thing, third thing. First thing is best damn day of my life. Second thing is what do I get to do today? Third thing is slam a glass of water. So I go in and get a glass of water out of the fridge. and But I open the fridge. And, no, the floor, the kitchen floor is covered in water. Ah, uh, okay. So check auto responses if there are any. So, my, so I open it up and everything's warm. Everything's, the steaks are spoiled. Everything's ruined. There's water all over the damn floor. So the refrigerator broke again four days after it was repaired. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, so I, I go off on a postal tirade of uh, carpet F-bombs. <laughs> Remarkably creative uses of the F-word. <laughs> Rapid fire. Because you're from Philly. <laughs> I could use that excuse. <laughs> Okay. I do use that excuse. <laughs> Not my fault. <laughs> uh, don't take responsibility, Chris. Oh, no. Ain't my damn fault. You know, you know where I was raised. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm just going. You know, HOA. I mean, not HOA. The warranty company, cheap asses, just replace the damn fridge for God's sake, man. How much money have I paid you over here? And that guy, I thought he was cool. He can't fix shit. You know. <laughs> But I only went off for probably 15 seconds. Honest to God. Honest to God. It was a 15, it was suffering for 15 seconds. It was me having, practicing mindlessly, auto-responding to reality with massive problematic interpretation. Hmm. I practiced the shit out of it. Okay. So I'm good at that. And, uh, but then I stopped myself. I did, I caught it and I used two mantras. One, the great neutralizer mantra. It's like the antacid for low-grade interpretations, and it goes, ain't bad, just is. The one I used last time. There you go. Yeah. Ain't bad, just is. Right? Yeah. So that's a neutralizer. Yeah. So I instantly, in a matter of seconds, snapped myself out of you know, the brainwashed state of like serious problem to totally neutral, just is, just is, just is some meat that needs to be thrown away, water that needs to be cleaned up, and a refrigerator that will now need to be replaced or fixed. Yeah. Data, like these are reading glasses, and this is a phone. <laughs> this is data, and there is a coaster. Yeah. It's information, right? So I neutralized it. But then after I neutralized it, I thought, well, let's, let's do like what you suggested. I said, well, let's make it better. So I used another one. Another mantra, which is, uh, this is the best damn thing could have happened. Yeah. Right? And I mean that. Right now, if someone, if you would ask me, how is this the best damn thing could have happened? Then I would say, I'm not sure yet, but stay tuned. Because of, by virtue of the way I'm choosing to interpret this, I'm going to create something cool out of it. I just don't know what it is yet, so just give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, but at that very moment, exactly at the time when I said, best damn thing could have happened. Devin, go-to mind coach of the NBA, right? He walks in. He sees me standing there in a puddle of water, right? And he looks and he goes, oh, bro, how pissed are you? Wow. That's that's his auto response. Just like me. Interesting. Interesting. So so there's got to be a joke in here, Cordelia. Somebody's got to help. Two two master mental coaches. I know. I was just thinking that. (laughs) You're the mental toughness coach, and we've got the go-to mindset. A commercial for our services. Actually, it it really it is. It really is because so so I answered his question. So he said, "Bro, how pissed you?" And I said, "None." 
This is the best damn thing could have happened. And he goes, CD, I see you doing the work. <laughs> Man, it was, totally it was fun. Guys. I saw the yeah. go, Come on! You know, and I was like, yeah, well, you should have seen me a few seconds ago. <laughs> I wasn't doing the work yet. <laughs> I, I was in the state. I was in the preconditioned state. I wasn't making any choices there. I was already responding with problems. I had a real problem with what it is. I have a real problem with reality. Struggling against it, but I'm very proud to say that that is only about a 15 second response, and that's taken decades. Yeah. Okay. So, and I take no seconds off. So that's the practice. And I want that to sound appealing, not anything other than appealing. I want people who are listening to this to have that sound. Oh, that's so cool. I could do that because um, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not sitting here wishing that I had zero seconds. I don't want to, because that's me having a problem with the fact that I got 15 seconds. So that, 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 that was completely paradoxical, right? I don't want to, I want to stop wishing shit was different. So, and love what is, because when you love what is, what is what you want. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm pumped. I'm celebrating, right? The fact that it's, it's, it's like all, all way down to 15 seconds, because it could have been 15 days back in the day, you know? Yeah. Right. And um, yeah. And I'm, I'm like celebrating that so so hear this as uh like when uh you know it it could to it could potentially sound like wow that's exhausting like no seconds off my goodness but it's not exhausting though in fact it's the opposite yeah it's invigorating because what you're doing is you're lighting up you're vibing up to the high grade frequencies that make you feel good to have you feel good and have you be good but only always and only at everything What's exhausting is staying way down, like I call below the O line, which is less than neutral. Yes. O, o means observation, like below the observation, below neutral. So having a problem with what is, that's exhausting. Spending all this time in a state of wishing shit was different and not knowing it. Yeah. That. That part is exhausting. What, what I really love about your story, though, um, Chris, is it was an instant opportunity for you, right? It, it was like, I, I get to see who, you know, where I can improve more. It gets, you know, I get to see um, what I can create. And once you got yourself to that place, right, then you got to share that experience, right? You got to practice again with someone just like you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that's a compliment. You say that was just like me. That's nice. So, um, yeah, we're doing the work. And again, I'll reiterate because it, it, it's worth it. Uh, if Devin had Devin gets the work. Okay. But if he, if for whatever reason, you know, when I said, well, this is the best damn thing could have happened if he had said, or if he just felt like testing me for whatever reason, he'd be like, how I would have said, well, I, I can, I don't know exactly, but I can pretty much guess I'm going to be using this story that this is going to become like, I'm going to use it in, in serving humans. And I would pay for that, you know, like I would opt for that. Yeah. Like, so it really is the best thing. It, 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 I mean, all of it, like it's such a good story, especially when Devin walks in, because it makes it even better. You know, it's just a cool story. It's real life and it's fresh. There's no fabrication in it. And it is a perfect answer to your important question, which is wait, what's this practice? Yeah. And, and it's, and it's also a great way to explain because a lot of people are under the false um, impression that like coaches have it all together and they're flawless and they don't ever, you know, have low vibrations or unuseful thoughts. And now people know the rest of the story. And even, you know, for readers of the book about being, you know, there could be an assumption because you and Steve have a long relationship coaching and otherwise that you would have mastered being. And, you know, the, the best part is mastering being is practicing being all the time. No seconds off. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, there was, and, and that's beautiful. And um, you're reminding me of a message. Uh, I just read Christopher Kent. Do you know, Christopher Kent. He's a member here. He's uh, uh, I coached him for a while. He's a 
wizard. He's living down in Costa Rica. He wrote a beautiful book recently. Um, shoot, it's downstairs. Let's see. Oh, all right, I'm going to give you the title so you can put it in the show notes. Uh, there's such an inherent paradox. His little book is amazing, too. It's nice that you can read it in an afternoon. We want to read it slow, though, because it's his like, poems and reflections that he's been writing um, for like the last three years. And uh, it keeps coming back to the paradox that we've identified here, which is like wishing I was further along. It's the same shit. Yeah. Me having a problem with who I am right now. So who am I practicing being there? I should be better. I should be further. You're practicing judgment. Yeah. That's not useful. I haven't found it. You, you know what is useful? Talking about your shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, I got all these damn shirts, right? Like this one, this one, this is a Byron Katie one. No, it was a complete set. Yeah. Really? Uh, Did she originate that? I think I originated Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving her the credit. Maybe it's you. <laughs> so, um... But I got a jillion of those, right? They're all the mantras that I use that we've been mentioning several of them here. And uh, so I was going to wear one for today. And uh, I was too, didn't find it. Well, what happened was, uh, so I, you know, I picked them, I grabbed them, right? This is from the clean laundry pile. <laughs> <laughs> it smells good. And, and, but the first one I picked is the same color as this. Oh, okay. So I, I and it was this one. And I thought, we're wearing that because what happened was, so I give these out, right? I give these shirts. I wear them myself. It's fun as reminders to make your tools. You know, it's fun to see myself in the, in the, you know, in the mirror or on a camera and just reading it. And it becomes a point of conversation, including this one. Yeah. So uh, I decided I'll wear it because I had ordered a whole bunch of these shirts and I opened up the order one time and sure enough, this damn thing was in there. So for oh. people that are not watching this, it's a shirt that has a picture of a woman who she herself, herself, it's like a cartoon, uh, is wearing a tiger shirt and a jean vest jacket over it. And it says, makes me want a hot dog real bad. So here's here's the deal. So I, I didn't know what the hell. I was looking at this and go, what in the actual, what the hell is that? I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I didn't pick that. So it was just, you know, error. It right. got into the, you know, it got into the delivery, into the order. <laughs> um, so I decided to wear it and have fun. So here's the deal. Whoever is, emails me first after this goes live and can tell me what this is from, Ooh. I will send you a present. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to send you a gift. It'll be nice. So again, it's uh, a one, and it says, "Makes, makes me, me want, a, want a hot dog real bad." <laughs> yeah. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. So that's how she said it. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm giving. No more. Okay. No more. And just to be clear, anywhere in the world. So if like someone is in, it's going to be. It'll be something yeah, anywhere in the world, but it'll be it'll be a digital gift, so it doesn't matter where you are. Ah. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. That's super generous. I know that you also wanted to give some other stuff away, or is that all we're giving away? No. Okay. What, what? What? What else? We had talked about perhaps your all-in. Oh, absolutely! Everybody can have that. Okay. Oh, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay, great. So that oh, totally. Do you have the uh, download link for that? I. If you don't, yeah. I mean, I'll just send it to you. As soon yeah, as just can. email it to me. Yeah. Okay, so here's what here's what that is. Okay. So, um, so like eleven or twelve years ago, I guess it's eleven and a half years ago now. Exactly. Is when is when the TBO LIT NFL event occurred in Salt Lake City, right? Where Steve Harrison kicked my ass <laughs> stage because went a little overboard. <laughs> Ruined my favorite shirt. He's since given me about a million articles of clothing with like Philly, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I was working with Steve at the time and that whole event, everything, like working with him, that event itself, you know, was very life altering for me. Really tremendous in so many, so many, so many ways. And I was really moved 
by how powerful we are when we get infinitely committed to something. That became so fascinating to me. I, mean, I was already in the industry of like, you know, peak performance. Right. So I'm like, this is like my, this is my jam. Like, I love this. So I woke up two months after the TBO LIT NFL event. Which, by the way, if anybody's listening and doesn't know what that means, that stands for the best offensive lineman in the National Football League. And if you just Google that or go to YouTube and, and put that search in, you got yourself a two-hour and ten-minute like uh, golden video. So I woke up on Christmas Eve 2011 and was totally spirited and just jumped up and, and grabbed my notes that I had been taking on what are we like when we are in the infinitely committed, or as I like to call it, the all-in state. Mm, okay. And it's a state of mind that I, and I study human states. I, I study human states and what states, what we're like in different states <laughs> and states that paralyze us and emotional states that have us be amazing. And there's no state that I'm aware of at this point that is more powerful than the all-in state for getting shit done mm. and get it done well and get it done fast. And so what's unique about the all-in state is that when I'm infinitely committed or all-in, then the possibility of failure is non-existent in my field of consciousness, which is mm. absolutely fascinating. I'm too busy doing what it takes to get the mission accomplished to entertain failure. Failure is non-existent. It's not on the radar. Yeah. So that's some powerful stuff right there. Right? So I'm not setting goals. When I'm in the all-in state, the diff- the, one of the distinctions is the difference between a goal and a decision, which is monumental. Yeah. And the difference is that a goal leaves the door open for the possibility of failure, whereas a decision does not. So all in is the decision-making state where I'm knowing, not hoping. Hmm. And that's a choice that we've been conditioned to believe we cannot make. Like one of the most powerful things that I believe we could do as humans is to choose to know, in, know K-N-O-W, in advance hmm. that we're going to pull something off before we have any idea how. That's you the badassery. Chris, you are answering a question that I didn't ask in this interview, but a question that I had um, yesterday. Was it yesterday? What was I reading? I was thinking about how to, how to be in the knowing of something so I don't have to make myself believe it. Mm. And you're answering that question. It's choice. Knowing, K-N-O-W-I-N-G, is just another state. So it's just like, it's just another state, just like doubting. Yeah. And we have access to every state that exists yeah. in every moment of our lives. All you do is think my way into it, right? So knowing is an available option, just on the menu, like you said. It's on the menu. But I've been conditioned to believe it ain't. Hmm. Right? So how can I just know? I'm just going to just go start my own coaching practice and thrive. How can I know that? Why wouldn't you know that starting like going in? That it's going to be enormously lucrative and beautiful and rewarding. Why would you not... Why would you choose to bring anything other than knowing into that? And the answer is because it conditions you, so we don't have to do that. So the all-in program, I was in the zone, so I woke up that Christmas uh, Eve morning, and and I I had the only recording uh, apparatus I had at the time was a little handheld Tasco voice recorder. Oh, wow. This little piece of crap. And uh, and I had a – I happened to have like an easel, like a little artist's easel, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And, and a comforter. And this, this exactly. Okay. My childhood. Aw. Well, I know it's cute. It's all banged up and it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so I brought this underneath. So I had the, the comforter over, hanging over the easel, turn on the lights so I could see my notes. And I turned on the, the task cam voice recorder and just started riffing. And I was in the zone. Wow. Because I, it's like nine tracks. I recorded them, bam, 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 one after the other. No editing needed. Wow. I, I, I've recorded a whole lot of content since then. A lot. Yeah. I've never repeated that kind of like zone. Total divine download. Total. Wow. It was like, it seriously was flow. To the point where I was done, when I finished, I'm like, what? Just- what just happened? <laughs> The only editing was like cutting off the ends, you know, the beginning and end. There was no, right. no editing needed in, in, in it. So anyway, it's one of the greatest works of my life. Easily one of the top three. And, um, and I would love to share with everybody. 
it's your opportunity to do that again. Okay. So great. I will put that in the show notes also. You know what, Chris? It's always awesome to spend time with you. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being here. And for those of you who listen to this and um, gain something, reach out to Chris, tell him about it, and more importantly, share with another person. I want to also invite everyone to um, to sign up for, you know, one of the, I mentioned All In is one of the top three things. Uh, one of the other two um, is about to be released, which is my next book, which is entitled The Book of Mental Toughness Mantras. It's in its editing stage. But the other is called The Daily Dose. And The Daily Dose is an email. I've been doing it for probably four years now that goes out. Uh, if you sign up for it, it's called The Daily Dose, Mental Toughness Tips in 30 Seconds or Less. So it is my... It's my pet project of life. It really, it's like I love it so much because, you know, I put in jillions of hours of taking these mental toughness constructs and concepts and disciplines, practices, techniques, ideas, and reducing them down to like their neutron star level density uh, so you could consume it in a moment and have it be simple and profound and digestible and immediately useful. So that's what, so when you get on that list that you get one of those every morning around six or 7 a.m., wherever you are on the planet. And then after a couple of years, a few people suggested, why don't you make a book out of that? So I did. So I just took the first 365 and made a book. But what I'm inviting people is to get onto the email. And so just go to my website, ChristopherDoris.com. And right on the homepage there on the right-hand side, you can put your name, email, and sign up and get the goodies. Yeah, that is the light that you, you do want to wake up in the morning and read that every morning. So, Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for for being you and for sharing your time with us again. Thanks for creating this opportunity for all that you do, my friend. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of the ultimate coach book and more simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com that's www.theultimatecoachbook.com the link is also available in the show notes we appreciate your support be blessed be you